everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop a system that has amplified the results with thousands of my clients and healing students. When you are ready to be able to transform your life and the life of others, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about my program for helping healers and coach coaches thrive and grow their business. I invite you into a conversation at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment to talk about you having more energy while growing your healing or coaching practice. So today this show is about self-healing. There's a lot of hearsay out there that healers can't heal themselves or that they can't heal their family members. And these are really myths. So I'd like to go over and talk about this a little bit today and how in actuality there is plenty of evidence that you can heal yourself. And I'm, I'm saying this because a lot of healers I see um, are actually sick themselves or they get sick very easily and they can't take on that many clients. You know, some of them say I can do maybe one, maybe two a day, and that's not enough to really sustain yourself and to thrive. So I'm here to say not only you can, but you must. And further in today's show, you'll get hints on how to do this for yourself. And trust me, it's painless. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. So again, today in conversation with me is my fabulous co-host, Gwen Leppard. Hi, Gwen. Hey, Anastasia. I am fascinated with this topic. I'm, I'm, I'm giddy with anticipation because it is... There are so many myths that you are busting, and I'm super excited to see where you go, especially with the mindset um, to to heal family members. And of course, you know we, you know, being able to heal ourselves that you know that could be super super helpful. Yeah, it's really helpful. Like a lot of people think that, uh, you know, a lot of healers think that. Um, you need to have somebody else work on you, but you don't. And there's a, you know, a series of mindsets that I happen to use and I have used since I was an early teen to, to really keep myself healthy and also (laughs) the people around me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You definitely have done that. Um, and, and even sitting uh, on an airplane next to you, people feel better. So <laughs> yeah. definitely got some, something that um, healers need. <laughs> so, and, and I've been told that I can't heal myself. Have you? I, I actually had um, a, a nurse tell me when I said my self-healing, um, uh, my self-healing will take care of that. And she's like, you don't have a self-healing part of your body. Your body doesn't self-heal. You can only be healed by a doctor. I was like, what happens when you cut yourself and you bleed and then it heals? I mean, that's not your self-healing mechanism. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what you would call it, but, you know, I guess I called it a mechanism at the time. Right. And when you get a cold, you recover from it, right? And when you, when, like my daughter ate some poor food from a fast food joint and she felt terrible and she healed from it all by herself. Nobody did anything. Her body just did it. So our bodies are geared towards, towards realigning with the healthy self. Yes. And I, I know, you know, it takes a certain mindset to, 
to work on your family members. Yeah, I'm and, really interested in this. Right. So, and yeah. so one of the things that uh, really inhibits working on family members is that people are so invested in the result that they start changing what they would be doing um, while they're working on their family members. So I'll go over what that mindset uh, is, could be, and it's also important the person receiving the healing, right? Whatever the family member is, that the person receiving the healing is open and accepting of it. It doesn't always have to be that way. Like I've done healing on family members where they weren't even aware of it. And then when they got their test results back from the doctor, they're going, gee, I don't know what happened. They're like, they're way better than anticipated. And I said, well, I did some healing on you. And they're going like, oh, <laughs> right. So, so it's like unsaid permission in that. Because that's, that's well, the permission was already granted. Oh, okay. Right? So, so that was right. Been. So Right. The first thing that people don't realize is that when you're dealing with anybody 18 or over, they're an adult. So you need to get express permission. Like yeah. I, you know, I have mothers that are in there that have children in their 20s and their 30s, and they think they can just work on their kids, but their, their kids need to give them, you know, their offspring need to give them permission to, to do it. And this is because you're now interfering with the path that they choose because they are adults. And yeah. so um, by healing people without permission, you are invading privacy because yeah. healing is extremely intimate, right? It is. Because you're you're reaching into the energy field of others and, and your, your energy hands actually reach into somebody's body. It's a very intimate act and it requires a certain amount of trust, right? Absolutely. From the other person. So, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of healers, you know, when they're saying, well, I can't heal myself, but, you know, as we mentioned, you know, when you scratch and everything, but there's a lot of, of overt actions that you can take, you know, intentional actions that are giving your body the signal, I want to be well. And, okay, right, so right. You have some examples for us. Yes. Of course. If, uh, you know, going to bed early, last night I hit the sack at nine o'clock. I wanted to get up early to, to run off to the gym because I had an early appointment with a coach, right? So I went to bed at nine o'clock. I woke up at 530-ish and that was an eight and a half so, hour night of sleep. Going to bed early is self-healing? Yes. You would never think of that. Right. But it is because you get your best sleep before midnight. You get your deepest sleep before midnight. I had heard that. That's mm -hmm. amazing. So I, I mm -hmm. had never considered that being self-healing, just getting to bed early and sleeping well. It, it absolutely does. Because uh, since I've been doing that, you know, I, if I'm excited about something, I'll work on it for all hours. Like if I get started on yeah. writing something, I'll, you know, I'll just keep working and then I'll look up and it'll be like 1230 and I'm going, man, I got to get to bed. <laughs> yeah. And no, no amount of anything is worth staying up for. No shows. You can pre-record. You can buy a Hulu subscription, you know, whatever it is. You can stop the binge before midnight. <laughs> right. You can stop the binge before midnight because they set it up for you to stay hooked. 
right? Absolutely. They finish it. They finish something. Um, and it's like, what, what's going to happen next? Ooh. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering if we should be doing clearing on relate on, on um, relationship clearing on, on shows and, and, and Netflix and, and, and Hulu. <laughs> Because people get really hooked in. Yeah, we can well, it's, it's with anything, you know, whether it's a video game or a show or, you know, playing cards or let's see what's going to show up next or, you know, gambling or eating or drinking. There's always some sort of addictive behavior. And the, my read on addictive behavior is that it's an escape mechanism, that whatever you're experiencing at the moment is too hard to be fully in. So you do something else, whether it's eat too much or, um, you know, play video games, watch too much TV, any kind of anything that gets you hooked in, uh, you know, could be talking, gambling, all, all of those addictive behaviors, they are, they give you that little dopamine hit that makes you feel really good. And that just means that the rest of your life isn't feeling that good. So you're, so we're doing that. And, you know, I, I studied addictions for a long time because um, I was married to an alcoholic and I, um, I also realized that I had been involved with like my mother was technically a rageaholic. So she would go through this triangular cycle of building up the tension, releasing the tension, feeling remorse, and then the building up the tension. So we just go through this triangular and she said, I would try to control it. Like I always, I told her as I was a much older, I said, look, I'm always waiting for the other shoe was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And she goes, yeah, I tried to be good. I know. Yeah. My former husband had the same, the same triangle. Yeah. Let's, let's get back to um, other forms of self-healing that you might. So let's, let's uh, getting on a healthy diet. Right. Right. So that's going to be healing and you might not know what it is. Like I have eaten uh, healthy, clean, organic food for a very long time. Um, But recently I started, I started another another program and realized that the food I was eating wasn't that good for me. And now the weight is falling off finally. (laughs) And I'm going to get back to my slim self because for me being overweight is also another indication of inflammation and um, you know, something problematic in the energy field. And I cleared all the energy up. I'm building up, you know, I've done, I've recorded a number of sessions for people to help clean up that energy that's keeping the weight on, but it could also be the combinations of foods you're eating, right? You're thinking you're eating really healthy and you're actually yeah, um, it's, eating something that's causing inflammation or right, inflammation right, in your body. right in your body. So it's, it's all very personalized and then drinking plenty of water. That is also self-healing. So now when you start the actions of getting exercise and you're doing these really foundational things, there are eight factors in our health and vibrancy, our success. There's eight factors in there. And this is the number eight. This is the foundational things, right? So this is just one form of inner work of doing those things that are going to help propel you to the next level of health. 
But the other seven that includes cleaning up your relationships first with yourself, then with other people. The other is making sure that your career is fulfilling and satisfying. Um, expressing yourself creatively. This, this really get, lights people up. You know, whether it's singing, dancing, uh, painting, uh, writing, anything that expresses your, you know, your inner creative being, you know, even making videos <laughs> and <laughs> whatever it is that lights you up right? and sharing and sharing things that make you feel good to maybe inspire somebody else to do the same. Yes. Right. And, and the, the list goes on, you know, including financial health, spiritual health, sexual health, uh, mental and emotional health. Right. So these are yeah. the other ones. The basics. Yeah, the eight right? basics. Yeah. Right. But, but the, you know, the first thing is we need to get the foundation right. And as soon as you start telling your body, I'm interested in being healthy. You know, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm interested in being healthy. Yeah. Well, and some doctors will tell you that, you know, you need this, this thing and it really is not good for your body that, you know, that it maybe it works for everybody else that they prescribe it for, but your body is saying, no, this doesn't work for me. And when you're, um, you know, we we're talking about, you know, they say that, you know, you can't heal yourself, you know, maybe they're talking about energy healing, that you can't heal yourself of um, problems energetically because you're too close to the problem. You don't see the source of it. You think that might be Yes, and I and I have some I have some tricks that I use on myself and other people to to really, you know, overcome that hindrance. Like some people say I need to know what it is and when I work with them energetically they say I really need to know what it is so I start doing inquiries into what it could be. But my my personal preference is to not know what it is because yeah, the times that right the times that I did dive into it whether it was past life current life whatever it is it just brought the memory back of what caused the thing in the first place. Right. And so you can know that there was a significant event and now you can tell your body to go to the source of it. Right. And you really don't and you and don't so, need to know it consciously. Right. And you don't even need to know how it works. You just simply request, you have the vision, I, this is what I want. And you don't need to know how it works. You just tell your body it's time to release the problem, right? It's time to release and let it go. You know, that's and, really relieving. It, that I mean, seriously, that's really relieving to be able to just say that. Yeah, just it's time, right? Go to the source. Like in one of my audios, I say, go to the source of the pain yeah. and let it and release it, right? Go to the source of the pain, wherever, why the pain is there in the first place, whatever the source of the pain, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, just simply release it and let it go. Yeah. And, and you don't have to go to the source and experience it again. And that's one of the things that I love about the energy healing and the, the things that you've taught. Yeah. None like talk therapy. Uh, <laughs> that's relived for 14 years and then it's supposed to be gone. I, I'm sorry. It just does not compute for me. I, yeah. Go to I the know. source and let it go. <laughs> right. Because I, I, I also went to, I did talk therapy and um, every time I would go, let's talk about your ex-husband. And I go, let's not. <laughs> I've already. I, I like, know that there is there is value in talking to a point because you need to empty out. 
but you know, after you've rehashed it so many times, I mean, yeah, and I and it wasn't bothering me anymore, but it bothered me to go through, go over it and over it again, and you know, it's like I didn't. I was okay with not talking about it. And she says, well, we got to talk about it. And I go, well, why? And then later, later, she would then tell me her problems, but I was paying and I'm going, yeah, I think I need to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. We don't know. We need to, we don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I know that a lot of healers get depleted by their environment. Can you speak to that? Yes. So, so environment, whether it is your home, right? Meaning your environment to be really careful about what kind of toxins you're putting in a, your cleaning products, your materials, um, you know, even what you put on your skin, the soaps that you dip your hands in and things like that. Right. And it's, it's additive, right? So you have a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there and a little bit there. And pretty soon it adds up to a big mess. So yeah. um, there are energetic ways that you can really keep the environment clear. And one of the things that I, um, I talked with a, a good friend of mine who's a medium and she used to have her clients come to her house and she would be watching them come up the walkway and all of these, these um, entities and things would be popping out of her. And I went, oh my gosh, you have people over at your house? And she goes, yeah. And I said, and how much time do you spend cleaning up after, after them when they leave? And she goes, yeah, I do, don't I? I go, yeah, <laughs> you need to make sure that your client is clear before they show up, right? Yes. Or have a process by which they, you know, your house stays clear. Yeah, they so all leave at the door and then they come in and yeah. Yeah, so you just <laughs> you leave them at the, the door, door. <laughs> yeah. right? And you're right, you can't come in. So there's lots of things that you can do for that. And, you know, I've had a, a number of little YouTube videos where I talk about, um, you know, ways to clean up your environment, how to use crystals in your environment and things like that. This is all very helpful putting out bowls of salt water. This is also very helpful because it absorbs the low energy. The salt, this is table salt, sea salt. It is not Epsom salts. Right. And so what it has is a very, it has a very, uh, it's resonant with very low vibrations. It's one of the lowest vibrating materials we know of. And so it absorbs that. Yes. Oh, interesting. And we put that in our body. Well, I know that we need it in our body, but yeah, well, when it yeah, goes in our topic for another 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 show, right? So, so let's not leave anybody hanging. So oh, when okay. <laughs> when the salt goes in your body, it splits and okay. no longer a, a single material, right? Okay, good. Right. So, so it is good for us to have it in the appropriate doses, right? And also, and you can negatives, right? You can also take uh, I. This morning after my workout, you know, I put a bunch of salt in my hand, wet it down and just pat myself down with it. So I had the salt against my body releasing all of that poopy energy off of me. Yeah. I, I like your roses too. The roses that you put in the corners. I find that that um, putting roses in the corners of a room and then one in the center is, is yeah. really good for clearing as well. Right. And so you can do it energetically or you can have cut flowers in your house. 
Wow. Right. So having cut fresh flowers or fresh green plants also raises the frequency of your home and your environment and cleans it up. Yeah. Right? When I mentioned earlier, I was really excited about this talk, but I'm curious what inspired you to talk about this issue today? Well, I just have, uh, well, I, I just got back from a mastermind and there were people talking about that. And I just see so many people that, you know, I just saw uh, some people who are very interested in healing others, but they needed massive healing themselves before they could, could work on others, right? I saw a woman who was so emaciated from some sort of problem in her throat. She had an infection in her throat. She couldn't eat. Oh dear. So she ended up very emaciated and now she wants to help people, but she needs to be energetically boosted because she's going to keep getting sick the more she's with sick people. So she needs like this kind of support. And I also see a lot of very overweight healers. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with being overweight, but usually to me that signifies there's an energy imbalance and in order to stay strong, it needs to be corrected, right? The energy imbalance. And, you know, you don't have to be skinny or you don't have to be like, you know, a size four or two, but you just need to be more or less in a right weight body and not be, you know, not be three or 400 pounds because there's an energy imbalance in how you react to your environment. And usually that signifies needing protection, right? So you build a layer right. around yeah. you, needing protection is one thing. Yep. Um, feeling like you don't have the energy. So fat is energy. So you're, you're hoarding energy. That's another way to look at it. So there's like a lot of reasons why people add on that weight. And there's also uh, some sort of chemical or energetic imbalance in the body that really needs correcting. And as soon as it's corrected, like for me, I struggled for a number of years after my mom died. I was in a lot of grief and I like plumped up 30 pounds almost, almost immediately. It's like yeah. I'm looking at myself going like, what is all this? And all I kept hearing was it's grief weight, it's grief weight. So this was one extra energy that I didn't need, you know, I didn't need to and add on. And so now that the grief is over and now I'm eating the correct diet for my type, the weight is falling back off again, right? That's and it's, it's rapid. It's like a pound a week, which is really good for me because normally I could, I could struggle really hard and, you know, it'll be a quarter pound. And then I kind of roll my eyes. Okay. Three hours of exercise a day and 1200 calories. And I got a quarter pound, right? Yeah. So, and it, it, then it just proves that it's not those physical things. I mean, yes, they're helpful, but there's another piece. What, what about the morning rituals and energy hygiene as part of self-healing Right. So, so the, the thing is that energy hygiene. So let's talk about energy hygiene. This is another form of self-healing. And a number of people, if you look at all of these top CEOs and multimillionaires and even billionaires and, you know, high performance entrepreneurs and people that get up and give talks regularly, it takes a lot of energy in order to be inspiring in order to give a talk. You'd really need to have like this, this inner well of, mm -hmm. of energy. So 
So all of these people, if you talk to them, all right, and I've and I've interviewed a number of them on this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, if you go back and look, and all of them that I've spoken to all have a morning ritual. Like Laura Gisborne, for example, she does yoga for an hour every day. And she follows a very reasonable diet. She's working, you know, her husband had um, bypass surgery a year ago, and he's doing really well. And she eats like he does. So she's supporting him, but it also supports her. And, you know, she's in amazing health. And then I had Cindy Padilla and her morning ritual is what brings her, you know, uh, up, you know, brings her way up. And then I had, um, his name is Jeff. And he talked about like the first time I heard her, heard him, he talked about taking cold showers in the morning. And so, so all these people have like these really interesting things that they do for themselves. So the reason for cold showers is it stimulates the brown fat in your body, which you have in certain places, and it uh, revs up your metabolism. So even though you're taking a cold shower and it is uncomfortable, but you can get used to it. I took one this morning myself, right? You can get used to it. You can also take a dip in cold water. Better to go take a dip in the cold ocean, especially here on the Pacific Coast where it's really cold. And, um, you know, and rev up your metabolism by, you know, cold heat. Um, in, in Europe, a sauna, you know, going to the sauna and dipping in cold pools is a common cultural activity that you do on the weekends and uh, I did that you go and sit with a bunch of people in a really hot sauna and they pour water over the the hot coals and you're all sitting there naked (laughs) talking with one another and then you go out of the room and you dip yourself in really cold water like ice cold water right and then you go back in the room get hot and then you go lay outside where there's snow laying on the ground until your body cools off again so you go back and forth back and forth and this detoxes you it stimulates your metabolism and it really wakes you up and the skin just looks gorgeous afterwards right so so there's like a lot of things you can do so for an energy healer it's good to get up and start cutting cords and the reason is that when you go to sleep people are dependent on you they will hook into you at night yes and um and then after you've worked whenever you work with somebody you give their energy back to them you collect yours own back and then you sever the energetic connection and that will help keep you as clean as possible. Even get up, wash your hands, or use an aura spray to clean yourself up. And so these are some of the things that I learned early on to do in, in my healing practices. And I have been able to heal six, eight, ten people a day, like work 10, 11 hours in a stretch. And uh, at the end of the day, people say, aren't you wiped out? And I say, no. <laughs> And then there's another trick that I do is whenever I do a healing is that I ask spirit to help me and that I also, right. And I also receive the healing. I say it, you know, if my body needs the healing, please let me have the healing as well because it's old technology to run the energy through you, which is a mistake, right? Because then you can give your 
own energy, too much of your own energy out. And the, the new technology is to just bring the healing energy down from above and you can still guide it. And you can also ask that you get some of that too. And so at the end of the day, I did like five healing sessions yesterday. And at the end of the day, I still sat down and I wrote two scripts for my show. Right. So I was about eight, eight o'clock before I was done. And I started working at nine in the morning. So it was eight o'clock before I was done. And then I went to bed at nine. (laughs) So there you have my day. Yeah. Very productive day. Uh, Yes, exactly. And you've gotten things done and you look amazing. You look very fresh and, and there's no way you look your age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't feel my age either. Yeah, I, I feel really amazing. I don't have any joint pains. I have very low blood pressure. You know, my blood sugar is normal. And that's not normal for somebody in their mid 60s. Right? Yeah. You know, earlier, you talked about the comparison of well, the, the multimillionaires and the business owners. And if you compare a healer to them, you know, they need to be doing the same type of thing. But why is it that that healers have a low self esteem? And it's so, behind why, why they are burned out. Right. So, so if you imagine if you've got a multimillionaire who's running a big business, they have, you know, tens of people, if not hundreds and even thousands of people depending on them. Right. So they are, they are providing the, the, the livelihood of a lot of people. They're giving them jobs. They're, you know, their jobs need to be secure. And the person that is running the show needs to be a high performance person, needs to be efficient and all of that. So what happens with healers is that because we're like pushed into the lunatic fringe, like people will roll their eyes at us. I've had, um, you know, my former colleagues at physics departments going, oh, you know what's happening over there? Oh, boy. Right. They'll roll their eyes. And it's it's almost like if you look at like a political debate, you'll have the Republicans and the Democrats and they'll roll their eyes at each other. And, you know, it's not an either or it's an and. Right. So it's not either conventional or energy medicine. It's an and because it works yes. better in conjunction with one another. Absolutely. So, so by being pushed into the lunatic fringe and told over and over, for example, I've been told, why are you charging for it? It's a gift. And I go, well, you know, my intellect is also a gift. And I had to go to school to fill it with the right knowledge. And I had to learn, go to school to learn, you know, and also to get the right experience so I knew exactly how to do my job and then I went and got a high paying job. So what what's different with an energy healer? You still have to practice. You still have to learn. You still have to, you know, hone your craft and spend a lot of time in it. It's just like going to medical school. So right. So a lot of people are because we've been pushed into that lunatic fringe category, they feel, you know, they feel like, well, they can't justify it. And so their self-esteem goes down. But we really need to do the same things because a lot of people depend on us for their livelihood and their health. 
and to be inspired and really to, you know, move forward. So we are actually operating on the same plane as those multimillionaires. It's just that we haven't accepted that we deserve to get the money, right? Yeah. It, it's healers like us that are going to change the face of medicine. I think so. like you because, because of being the scientific healer. So can you talk about that topic? Or do yes. we need to take a break? We no, we're not going to break. We're just going to go straight oh. through today. Oh, awesome. Fabulous. Yeah. Right. Because I'm just... I, I just think this is too important of a topic. So, okay. So um, we are going to change the face of medicine because if you imagine the, the conventional medicine has now had us in their thrall for a good hundred years or more. Like it started really in the 1870s and 1880s when, you know, doctors would come in and work with people rather than, um, for example, rather than a midwife or rather than, you know, somebody doing spiritual medicine or herbal medicine, they started coming in and taking over and throwing the midwife and the herbal medicine person out. And so the thing that, that it's clear, at least from the historical evidence, is that chronic diseases are not well handled by conventional medicine. You end up on a medication the rest of your life. They don't even try to get you to do anything healthy. Like they don't tell you, look, if you go to bed early every night, it can change your life. If you drink enough water every day, you can, it can change your life. They don't even try to get you because they're so used to people going, doc, just fix me. Just give me the pill and let me go on as before. And um, so, so it's, it's the way conventional medicine has tried to take over, plus the, the pharmaceutical industry has a stake in wanting to get you hooked onto a medication the rest of your life. Yeah. Doc, just give me the pill. Just give me the pill. And we buy into that. Right. So we buy, we have, we have changing. Yes. Thankfully it's changing, but it hasn't healed anything. It hasn't gotten you off the medication. It hasn't gotten your blood pressure down normally. It hasn't. And it's not a factor of age, right? So I'll be 66 in a month, right? I'll be 66 in a month. And my blood pressure without medication is, you know, is somewhere like 118 over 75-ish, right? Yep. And, and that, that's in the morning when it's supposedly the highest, right? And as soon as I go out and exercise, it drops, right? So, so it's not a consequence of age that your blood sugar goes out of whack, that your blood pressure goes out of whack, and that your cholesterol goes out of whack. It is a consequence of lifestyle, years yeah. of toxic poisoning and all of that. So we as healers, we have a very good record with um, chronic diseases and but if you're in a car accident and you're bleeding somewhere profusely, an energy healer may not know enough or, you know, it'll be too little too late. You definitely want the ambulance coming, picking you up, stopping the bleeding and carting you off to the hospital so they can repair you. Right. And with, for example, with my husband, 
He had, uh, you know, arrhythmia, which mimicked a heart attack. He couldn't breathe and he was in a lot of pain. They took him to the hospital. Two days later, he coded. Well, I couldn't have done anything to bring him back. You know, the chances of him surviving at home would have been under 20%. And I was thankful that he was there in the hospital and is now recovering nicely. And it's the energy medicine that is helping him recover rapidly and really gain his strength and his vitality back. Yeah, like how you said that it's not either or, it's and both. Yes. And and that's definitely something um, that is taking some time to to make that that mind shift in uh, the public eye, especially the medical. um, Right. And so, and so my, my big mission, like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this talk, this topic, my big mission is to bring energy medicine into legitimacy that is now going to be incorporated into hospital programs into health programs, wellness programs, and so on. And the, the thing about energy medicine, like one example I gave the other day, is that 30, 40, and 50-year-olds don't realize how rapidly their brain is in decline, right? Their brain is going downhill, and they don't realize it. It's kind of like that example of the, of the frog sitting in water and you turn on the heat a little bit and he doesn't notice that he's getting boiled to death until it's too late, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing with people. So when I work with people, I, the first thing I do is I light their brain back up. And the most common comment I get is, wow, I didn't know I could think and feel like this again. Like, I feel like I'm young again. I feel like I've got all this energy and, you know, my thoughts are flowing and my body is doing better. So what if we did that all the time? What if everybody learned how to do that? What if every healer knew how to do that for everybody? And we would just wouldn't have the problem. Like in our local hospital, we have we have hands-on healers that are helping the nurses and the doctors. Excellent. So right. it, there, it, there are pockets. There are pockets, and, yes. Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier, and it feels like this might be the time to, to bring it in, that you're going to share specifically the process of self-healing. Is this a good time to do that now? Well, in terms of, well, we went through all, all the self-healing, but self-healing. one of the things that I did mention was asking for the healing while you're healing other people, number one. And number two is going to the source of the issue and releasing it, whether it is an old mental pattern, whether it is an event that uh, was traumatic for you and now you've built your whole life around that particular event is to ask to be released from the the problem. And you don't, like we said, you don't need to know exactly what the cause was. You just release, you just release that old issue. You just need to ask that you you go to, that um, the energy goes to the source to release it. Yes. And so one example would be, um, you know, when I was little, I got told you should know better. Right. And then there are some other things like um, I was given a very tiny allowance compared to all of my classmates. I was getting five and 10 cents a week and they were getting a dollar a week. So I thought my worth wasn't as high. Right. So now you can go back over your history and you go, you know, those things are are not they weren't me. That was them. That was my parents. And that was their perception of what needed to happen. And I don't need to absorb their perception. 
And so I just asked to be released of all of those issues that, you know, I got. So, um, you know, things change are changing, right? And we're all in process. I'm just a few chapters ahead. <laughs> I, I like that. And, and fundamentally, you know, we're not doing the healing anyway when we're working no. on others. Mm -mm. We're just part of the team. We're just yep. requesting it. And we have the vision for what it could be. Because once you have a vision of where it can go, like everything that you create is created from a vision that you have of how it could be. And if you, if I, I'm telling you that your vision is infinite, there's an infinite set of possibilities and that we have free will and can choose which direction to go, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing about healing is that you have an infinite set of possibilities and you can choose which direction. You can go down this path, you know, not do anything different, go down this path and stay stuck. Or you can go down this path and start making many shifts and it'll keep shifting, shifting, shifting until you reach, uh, you know, you improve. Like I always say, I always say I'm not, I don't want to reach the final end goal because then I'll have no reason to stay here. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so that's, that's why I, I opened a program for other healers to, to interact with one another, to interact with me, and to learn these processes that I'm talking about in more in depth and really stay in tune and be in touch with them and see how it can change you. And a lot of people that have never done energy healing before or never even imagined that they could, they are now doing it successfully. They're amazed at how it works and and how well um, their clients are feeling and they're taking on paying clients, you know, already. And we haven't even uh, hit a year yet. We haven't even hit eight months. You know, we're just like, they are taking on paying clients. One in the first month started taking paying clients. So Fabulous. kind of like earn as you learn kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because even after one lesson, you can go out and start doing the things that I you know, some of the things yeah. that I teach you to do. Yeah, because then you're, you're just um, a chapter or two ahead of the person that needs the healing from, from the, the new student. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can find out a little more about that by going to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me, one word. And uh, it's got a little bit of a description there. And then connect with me uh, by making an appointment or sending me a message on my contact page at scientifichealer.com. Right? Yes. So awesome. thank you, Gwen. That was oh, really you. helpful, right? Really helpful how yeah. you can self-heal, yes. that you can heal your relatives depending on what your relationship is with them. And if you, if, if it doesn't work, you can always do a trade with another healer, right? We healers all get connected with one another. And especially me, because I have this, this podcast that I love to have other healing people come on. Right. So, so I appreciate you being here and uh, it was a total blast talking about one of these topics that just, yes. you know, lights me up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel more empowered just to being here and being your co-host and, and remembering the brain healings and, and, and how much, um, how much clearer I am just, you know, spending time with you as well. 
Well, thank you, Gwen. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. So, so go check out Anastasia's uh, uh, program. And where's what's the link again, Anastasia? Okay. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing. And for you, my wonderful co-host, Gwen Leppard, lets you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program and intimate because it's a small group and uh, you get a lot of one-on-one attention in-depth program designed to help you thrive as a healer or a coach like an intuitive coach while building out your practice enrollment is now open and when you're ready to learn more I invite you into a conversation right now i've reserved time on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time, if you enjoyed this program, give it a thumbs up or five-star rating, share it with your friends, and be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'll see you in the next video.